2: hey everybody it's thursday october 19th 2023 welcome to the nfl fantasy football show it's me your man mg marcus Grant, joined by michael f florio on the show today we are previewing the late sunday games and the monday night matchup plus we're giving you our fantasy heroes for week 7. Let's look at some streaming options for week seven, a little thing we like to call field and stream, where we give you some sort of stopgap solutions at the quarterback tight end and defense special teams position. So let's start at quarterback. If you are out there looking for a streaming option, uh, where might you go this week to Washington? Because we want to pick on this New York Giants Team as a
1: whole this week and Sam Howe has been playing really good football as of late, at least for fantasy purposes. He's topped 18 fantasy points in four of his last five, including one game over 25. In that span, he has three games with over 290 passing yards and three games with multiple passing touchdowns. We know he can add some value with his legs as well. And again, the Giants are not a defense that should scare you by any
2: stretch. So continue to ride with Sam Howell. Yeah, I do like Sam Howell. I just need for the commanders to keep him upright. He's on pace to be sacked 96 times. That's a lot of times. They should probably avoid doing that. Uh, For me... For picking on defenses. I'm going to pick on the Broncos defense. And so that means Jordan Love is a streaming option for you. Now, the chances are he may be on someone else's roster, but take a look. Maybe he's hanging out on the waiver wire somewhere. The Broncos defense, I don't know if you've heard this, but it's bad. They're giving up a lot of points and a lot of yards. And even if you take out that 70-point awfulness that they did against the Miami Dolphins, they're still bad. And I know that Jordan Love has... Kind of had some hiccups since that's good start to the season, but they've had a buy to sort of get right, maybe work on some things and they get a great matchup coming out of it. So maybe you are losing Joe Burrow or Dak Prescott or somebody like that this week. Uh, Jordan Love has a really good chance to put up a decent number for you in fantasy. Uh, So that is the quarterback spot tight end. Okay, so full disclosure, I see this name here, and I very nearly put him in my sleepers column, and I didn't have the stones to do it, so kudos to you for pumping this up for a streamer.
1: Look, this is one, we're getting a little crazy here, and the, it's not a very safe floor at all, but Taysom Hill, he is in play as a streaming tight end this week, he ran 30 three routes last week and yeah. had eight targets that tied Michael Thomas for the second most on the team. Only Chris Olave had more. Uh He caught seven of them for 49 yards. He also threw a pass. He carried the ball. And that is the thing. He is a Swiss army knife. So right now he is getting tight end reps and you have to check on Jawan Johnson's status coming into Thursday. But if he is out, we're going to see Taysom Hill being used as a tight end. He also could be used as a quarterback. He could be used as a goal line runner. The floor, again, is next to nothing, but the ceiling is pretty high. There's upside here to be had. He
2: was a top six fantasy tight end last week. Let's get a little wild, and six teams are on bye. Come on. Like I said, I really looked at putting him in the sleepers column this week. I didn't quite do it. Uh, I mean, full disclosure, I actually pivoted to Foster Moreau, um, which could be equally as daunting, but, you know there was a very real possibility that Taysom Hill could do Taysom Hill things. I'm going to stick with this whole picking on the Broncos thing, though, and I'm going to give you Luke Musgrave as a streamer, and... It just has felt like he's on the verge of a breakout the last few weeks. Week three, he gave you double-digit fantasy points. Week four, we all loved him. Unfortunately, he suffered a concussion early in that game. Didn't get a whole lot of chance to play. Comes back the following week and gives you about nine and a half fantasy points. Again, the Packers coming off a bye, chance to work on some things. We have seen plenty of rookies sort of get a bump in what they do offensively after the bye. So there is that opportunity. Meanwhile, the Broncos giving up nearly 16 and a half fantasy points per game to the tight end position. So if you are looking to stream uh, Luke Musgrave, I mean, over guys, maybe like Zach Ertz or a lot of these middling tight ends that are leaving you sort of disappointed each and every week. So, uh, all right. So that gets us to defense. Uh, You mentioned picking on the Giants. It seems like a theme here.
1: Yeah, we're going to go with the Commander's defense here as well. Why? Because Giants. They have been (laughs) sacked the second most in the league this year uh, at 33 times. Uh, They also have turnover problems. They don't score a lot of points. And they've twice this year already allowed an opposing defense to get over 30 fantasy points. That is the type of performance from your defense that just wins you a week. So even if... They, they might come through with like 10 or 11, but they have the chance to completely change your week. So I, I like streaming defenses against the Giants.
2: So it definitely makes a lot of sense. The Giants are bad. Uh, and even with Tyrod Taylor, they looked better. And they still only scored nine points last week. Um, so you mentioned that the Giants have given up the second most sacks in the league. You know who's given up the most The commanders. So for that reason, I think you can stream the giants. I think this game's going to be wild, right? Because I think, I think Sam Howell and Daniel Jones have sleeper potential, but I also think the commanders and giants defenses are both streamers. This game might just be bonkers. It might, if you love terrible football in the worst way, you might want to tune into this game. But the commanders giving up a ton of sacks and the giants have suddenly become a turnover machine in terms of at least getting takeaways. They didn't have a takeaway at all for the first four games of the season. They have five turnovers forced in the last two weeks. So the Giants might maybe, but I don't, I'm not going to say they're a great defense. I'm not even going to say they're a good defense, but they're playing an offense that has flaws. And that might be enough to get you some fantasy points if you're using them to stream. So um, Commander's Giants, if you love wacky football, Oh, that could be game for you. Who doesn't love wacky football? All right. <laughs> uh, we are not done yet. We're going to come back and talk about the rest of the Sunday slate as well as the Monday night game.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,
3: And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Looking at the late slate of games on Sunday, the Steelers and the Rams from right next door to where we sit over at SoFi Stadium. The window for Deontay Johnson to get back on the field is open. 21 day window is available. Do we start him against the Rams? And um, what about any other Steelers pass catchers? So Deontay, I think it depends on
1: the size of your league and the situation that you're in. Like I play in a a 12 team league with expanded rosters, multiple flex. So it's it's pretty deep. And I've been waiting on Deontay Johnson and I'm going to start him. But if you're in like a shallower league or or something like that, and you're like debating another option, I, I don't think it's ever a bad idea, especially a player coming off of a hamstring injury to take a little bit of a wait and see approach. But if I'm starting any of their receivers, I, I think it's Johnson. Uh, George Pickens to me now just becomes a, a boomer bust option again, because Johnson I still expect to be the target vacuum there. If Friar Muth plays, I, I don't want to start him. I, I'm not bullish on either of the running backs. So it's kind of Johnson or Bust right now. Yeah, I
2: don't want any running backs in Pittsburgh. I'm pretty much done with them. I've washed my hands of both Najee Harris and Jalen Warren at this point. I would start Deontay Johnson. I'm curious to see if they have him on some sort of a pitch count. And at least for this week, I would still be willing to start George Pickens because he's been very good so far this year. I just want to know. What the usage for both of these guys is going to be in terms of, one, how much they're on the field, but also what sort of routes they're running, because without Johnson, Pickens has been running running a wide variety of routes, and that's helped him get targets. Last year, when they were together, basically, they just had George Pickens running wind sprints, like, just want to go, (laughs) just run straight, and every once in a while, we'll throw it to you. If that's what they go back to, then I don't want George Pickens anymore and it's going to be Deontay Johnson. But I'm willing to give Pickens the start this week just to see if maybe Matt Canada has worked on some things where both these guys can be productive for the rest of the season. So that's that's kind George, of how I feel about that. George Pickens last year was like the reason we started the
1: Cardio King segment. Yeah.
2: Because he was just doing it every week. The dude was just running sprints. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like that thing when you play with like you know younger kids, you're like your younger sibling, you're like, go deep and I'll throw it to you. And then you just, you know, put the ball down and walk away. George Pickens away. comes back to Kenny Pickett like, you never threw you it. You never threw it. <laughs> what happened? yeah that's that's kind of what george pickens was last year uh, cardinals at the seahawks interesting matchup in the nfc west uh a good matchup at least on paper for the cardinals wide receivers because the seahawks have struggled in the secondary does that mean you can stream michael wilson this week i think so and michael wilson outside of the
1: one week where we all hyped him up after he caught the two touchdowns and was a big waiver wire name and gave us a zero uh <laughs> he has been Pretty reliable. He's topped nine points in three of his last four. And shout out to a friend of the show, Jake Seeley, for putting this out. The Seahawks run the highest amount of zone coverage at 85%. Every single Michael Wilson catch this year, I could not believe it, has come against zone coverage. He does not have a catch against man coverage.
2: So this feels like a week you could get Michael Wilson in your lineup. I feel like we shouldn't have said that out loud, just in case Pete Carroll is watching this show and then decides to put man coverage on Michael Wilson. Pete, skip that part. Pete, that that we, we didn't mean that, Pete. We didn't mean that. Uh, I mean, look, full disclosure, I've got Michael Wilson in the sleepers column this week, which you can find at NFL.com slash sleepers when it is out on Thursday. Um, so, yeah, of course, I think you can stream Michael Wilson this week because the matchup is so good. And really, for the most part, the, the Cardinals are trying to get him more integrated into the offense. That was a thing that Josh Dobbs said out loud himself, that they've got to get him more involved. They want to work on getting him the football more. So uh, I do think Michael Wilson is very much in play this week. Packers at the Broncos. Uh, look, I said earlier that you can stream Jordan Love against that bad Broncos defense, but let's look at the Broncos running backs because it looked like a three headed monster last week between Javante Williams, Jaleel McLaughlin and P. Ryan. Is there one of that group that you like more than the others? It would be Jaleel McLaughlin just because him and,
1: and Javante were the ones that played the the heavier side of the snaps. Samaj P. Ryan was the clear-cut number three. Uh, Javante had you know, more production on the ground, but McLaughlin McLaughlin was involved in the passing game, and he is just, in my opinion, by far, I would say the most explosive of those options. So, if I'm playing anyone, I want, especially against the Packers, I want someone who could catch passes and someone who could potentially break
2: a long run. That pass catching part is the reason that I'm going with McLaughlin, because, as you mentioned, the snaps mostly went to Williams and McLaughlin. It was Williams that got the majority of the rushing attempts, although, look, McLaughlin did get some carries, but he's the guy who's getting the targets there. And if I'm going to pick between two guys who have very similar utilization, I want the guy who's going to catch the football more because no matter how you feel about PPR, we live in a PPR world. So those guys who get catches have a little bit more value. Samajay Ryan, look, I don't know that you can make a case to really keep him on a lot of rosters. I would just prefer if Sean Payton would just make it a two-man backfield so that way we we wouldn't even have this headache of trying to figure out which one uh, we want to play, but uh, I, think it's, I think it's McLaughlin there, followed closely by Javante Williams. Big matchup in the ASC West. The Chargers head to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The uh, Chargers coming off that heartbreaking loss to the Cowboys. Meanwhile, the Chiefs trying to figure out their wide receiver situation. Are there any wide receivers for Kansas City you would start? I think Rasheed Rice
1: and Kadarius Tony are both in plays as like a little bit sneakier options, but I feel better about Rasheed Rice. And I know that's shocking for me to say it's not a talent thing or anything like that. It's just the way that they are using these two because Tony and Rice are neither one are on the field a ton, but when they're out there, they are generating targets for them. But last week, we did see Rice run the second most routes amongst Chiefs receivers. He had the second most yards on the team. They use him a little bit more downfield than they do Tony. But I think both are
2: sneaky because the Chargers have allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers. I do like the way you're thinking about this, right? And what I think is funny, though, is when you look at the Chiefs stats, you look at the targets per route run percentage, right? And for guys like Rasheed Rice and like Darius Tony, you see like it's a big number. It's in like the mid to high 20s. You're like, well, that's that's great. And then you see the number of routes they're running and you're like, oh, they're never out there. But when they are, as you mentioned, the ball tends to be coming their way. I do think Rasheed Rice is sort of becoming the wide receiver one. I, I specify that, right? Because the number one pass catcher is Travis Kelsey. Yes. Rasheed Rice is the wide receiver one. Kadarius Toney getting some looks there. I would say if you want a deep sleeper, if you want to get really weird, I, I, I would go back to Justin Watson this week because he doesn't get a lot of targets, but they're all like 30 yards down the field. Yes. <laughs> you know, So if you just want to pick up yards in a hurry and maybe have a chance at a deep touchdown, if there's a broken coverage or a, a missed tackle, um, Justin Watson could be your guy. I will also say that I take a little bit of perverse joy every week in the sleepers column trying to pick one Chief's receiver that I think is going to go off. Like it's it's a little game. So look, I'm gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes the things that I write are just for me <laughs> because they entertain me. And picking a Chiefs receiver every single week, it entertains me. The it's, thing about the Chiefs receivers is uh like they'll throw Rice and Tony
1: very limited on the field, but when they are, they're like, we need to get these. Yeah. But then they don't take. MVS or sky more off the field. And they're like, we're never throwing these guys the ball. So
2: it doesn't make sense. I really hope Marquez Valdez Scantling has a Fitbit sponsorship because that (laughs) dude is out there just (laughs) running with no purpose a lot. (laughs) I mean, just, just getting his cardio in every single week. So I hope he's getting the sponsorship out of it. If nothing else. Sunday Night Football. This one is going to be good. The Dolphins at the Eagles. Two of the more explosive offenses in the NFL. You've got uh, two alpha wide receivers in Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown. You've got very good secondary receivers. You've got very good quarterbacks. So are we just starting everybody in this one?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much, like, both quarterbacks are must-starts. DeAndre Swift and Raheem Mostert are must-starts. A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill, obviously, but Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith are in a position where they could each have a big game just off of long balls and touchdowns. And I, I'm going with Dallas Goddard. There's not a Dolphins tight end that you would even consider starting. They don't use it. Uh I would sit the defenses, which is no big deal for the Dolphins because they're just a defense that you could stream in the right matchup. But the Eagles are pretty much a defense that you start every week without question I do, not against the Dolphins. I mean, they lead the league in passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. They're barely taking any sacks. Like, there's no reason to start them.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's a, a one that I would try to get away from if I could. Don't drop them if you can yeah. still hold on to them. Like, hold on to the Eagles' defense. But this is a week where, yeah, maybe it's a little bit sketchy to, to have them in your lineup because the Dolphins are just so explosive we are on Tyreek Hill watch by the way Uh, no wide receiver in NFL history has had a thousand yards within the first eight games of the season Tyreek Hill is six games in he is at 814 yards right now so he gets two games to try to pick up 186 yards and he has four games this year already with over 150 yes so I mean, it's <laughs> like theoretically he could do it this yeah. week, but uh, you got to believe, uh, barring something really crazy or you know, th- heaven forbid, an injury, a thousand yards in the first eight games is very much in play for Tyreek Hill uh, this year. That's it, that's an insane thought. The crazy thing is on the other side in this game, AJ Brown who.
1: Uh, is nowhere close to Tyreek Hill has 672 yards through six
2: games like wow craziness just insane how good these guys have been to start the season Uh, Monday Night Football the 49ers at the Vikings this is the last game on the slate but maybe has the biggest question involved because uh, Debo Samuel went out with an injury Christian McCaffrey went out with an injury I know the Niners are saying that things look okay for Debo that he avoided anything major he should be able to go for CMC they're kind of quiet. But there is some thought that he could be ready to go, that it might just be an issue of pain tolerance and pain management. But it's Monday night. So this is your last chance to kind of figure things out. What do you do in terms of having a plan if you are thinking about starting either Debo or CMC? Debo, I think, one, that the news
1: sounds a little bit better, like you said, but also it's a, it's easier to get away from him. Like He is not a must-start. And in a lot of instances when a player, we don't know if they're going to play on Monday night, I, I choose to play it safe and go with someone else. I'm not doing that with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go out and try to pick up either Jordan Madison or Elijah Mitchell. Hopefully you got one of those two off the waiver wire. If not, Cam Akers, yeah. KJ Osborne maybe in shallower leagues might be out there, but you need to have someone else on your roster that is playing on Monday night that you could pivot to, obviously, if it's not CMC, you might be taking an L there, but
2: Christian McCaffrey is worth the risk. He's absolutely worth waiting on. I mean, there are a lot of times you've got a guy on Monday and you're not sure and it's like maybe it's kind of a mid-level guy. Like You go on, you make the move on Sunday and you just sort of deal with it. Not Christian McCaffrey. You're talking about a guy who could be the fantasy MVP based on his production Wait as long as you can before you have to make a decision. And so like Mike said, if you got to go to the waiver wire and get another 49er, get another Viking, you do that. You have that in your pocket so that when we get inactives and you find out that McCaffrey is or is not playing, you can go on ahead and make that move. You don't want to get caught out. You don't want to have to take the zero if you don't have to. Um, But you also don't want to make the decision earlier than you need to, just in case CMC is out there on the field. Uh, We know that he's been a fantasy hero for a lot of us throughout the season, but it's time now to see who will deliver presented by Uber Eats. The guys that will put on the cape and cowl and bring you to safety, whisk you to fantasy victory. So for you, who is going to be your fantasy Avenger this week? All superheroes come from Florida. We know that.
1: (laughs) And that is why Marquise Brown is my fantasy hero of the week. One Marquise Brown has been playing better than I think a lot of people realize. I know he had a down game last week, but 11 targets should not be ignored. He has topped 16 fantasy points in the four games prior to that with a touchdown in three of them, and that matters because the Seahawks have allowed the second-most fantasy points per game to receivers and the third-most Touchdowns, And if they're in catch-up mode, too, that only helps. I think this is a big week for Marquise Brown.
2: Absolutely. I mean, if we were willing to stream Michael Wilson, we should absolutely be willing to start Marquise Brown. We should also be willing to start Jalen Waddle against the Eagles secondary because it has not been great this season. And I, look, we haven't seen the big blow-up game from Jalen Waddle yet this year, but it feels like it's coming. They're getting him more involved. I know he's missed a couple of games because of injury. He's back. He's healthy. He's getting targeted gets yes Tyreek Hill is going to get his because that is what he does but Jalen Waddle, I think is in a big spot to get a big fantasy game going this week in a game that I think is going to have a very high point total between the Dolphins and the Eagles so there you go that was Who Will Deliver presented by Uber Eats where you can get almost almost anything the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL order now That is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, if you can only bring one book to a deserted island, that book should be How to Build a Boat. Be safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you again real soon.